Hello everyone. I am Grace, and you are listening to Explode Africa Podcast. Your daily roundup of interesting stuff from the startup world. Let's get started. Y Combinator, a US-based seed stage accelerator, is a household name in Africa's startup space, especially if you've paid attention to stories across major tech publications. This company was a new company that exploded onto the US startup scene on March 11, 2005. The investment environment for early-stage startups in the US was vastly different from today. To quote co-founder Paul Graham, you'd get that first $10,000 from your friend's rich uncle. The deal terms were often a disaster, often neither the investor nor the founders nor the lawyer knew what the documents should look like. Graham wanted to standardize seed stage funding for startups. He enlisted Jessica Livingston and Robert Morris and Trevor Blackwell. Even though they had a rough start, their success is evident to anyone who observes them. If you opened this article out of curiosity, it would help you understand what YC is, a company that helps technology startups rapidly grow their business. Accelerator is the term used to describe such companies. You'd find other popular companies like Techstars, 500 Startups, and AngelPad. YC has a strong global presence and has made a significant impact on Africa. It hosts a three-month intensive program for global technology founders twice a year and funds them up to $500,000, previously $150,000. It wasn't until three years post-launch that YC invested in Canada's A Thinking 8, a company outside the US. YC allegedly made its first entry to Africa in 2009 with now-defunct PETA sales. However, there's little to no information about them online. In 2012, Senegal's wave got into Y Combinator, signifying a major entry into Africa for YC. However, both of Wave's founders are not African. Alu, a Senegalese energy startup, and Saida, a Kenyan lending startup, went through the accelerator in 2015, with Saida's founders seemingly the first African founders to get in. Nearly every year since then, African startups have been admitted to YC. The Obsession Now would probably be a good time to read our analysis, which seems to show that the Nigerian founders' increasing interest in YC was mainly a ploy to raise more investor funds. While there's significant room to explore, some YC founders believe fundraising is a byproduct of YC's biggest attraction, its high-value network. Few founders can describe the experience of Perseus Mambo, CEO at Union54, a fintech company in Zambia. There is a lot of strength in knowing that whatever problem you will encounter, there are thousands of other founders who have faced that problem and are going to respond to you with a guide on navigating that problem, Lambo insists. He suggests that this network can be used to solve problems such as fundraising and hiring. The best talent wants to work in high-growth places and the education that you go through on YC positions you to be ready for that growth. And inevitably, the best capital allocators will take notice, he maintains. For two Nigerian founders, Ikenan Zui, CEO of Relief, and Palumia Baluwaran, CTO of Namba, formerly Kudi before its rebrand, YC's biggest impact has been more business-focused. After working on Relief on the side during college, YC's $120,000 investment helped Nzui and his co-founders go into business full-time. 
Our previous business model was focused on attracting investment into Africa's agricultural sector, but YC pushed us to go into the market and learn things firsthand, he reveals. Relief recently focused its efforts on the development of core technology infrastructure that will power Nigeria's agricultural production. Abalia Warren said that the learning process helped Namba to identify and focus early on the most important metrics. This has been a part of our culture till date and helps us keep our eyes on the Namba, pun intended. While it sounds trivial, it is easy to slip into the state of playing startup without being conscious of actual value delivered to customers and shareholders, Palumi explains. Abalia Warren's reference to playing startup points to a scenario we uncovered in our piece referenced above, founders shunning actively growing a business to focus on just fundraising. Combined, Africa's YC-backed startups had raised $1.3 billion as of March 2021, with two of them, Wave and Flutter Wave, reaching a billion-dollar valuation. Investors are attracted to YC companies by their headline-grabbing stories. However, 60% of the total funding for YC-backed African startups has come from just four startups, Flutter Wave, $474.5 million, Wave, $200 million, Thrive Agric, $56.8 million, and Reliance Health, 48.3M. Since our data show that 80% of YC-backed African startups have raised less than $10 million, Nzui and Abaluwaran's viewpoints lend further credence to our discussion. In the past decade, 41% of Nigerian startups that raised more than $1 million cumulatively went through an accelerator. Y Combinator was the top accelerator, followed by Techstars. Techstars alumni raised a combined $87.7 million as of 2019. While such numbers prove success via an accelerator, 59% of startups that raised over $1 million in the past decade didn't go through an accelerator. Not getting into YC doesn't mean you're a bad company, said Kian Kasiri, venture partner at Lateral Capital, in a 2021 tweet. Getting into YC doesn't mean you're a good company, he added. Lambo explains that YC is not a magic pill, you only get out of it what you put in. It will not magically make your business viable, nor will it guarantee that you hire the best talent in the marketplace. This suggests that accelerators are just one of the several possible weapons in a founder's arsenal. Nzui maintains that getting into YC shouldn't be an end in itself for up-and-coming founders. It is essential to be clear on why you want to join the program and the business goals it will support you to achieve. That way, you can be more strategic about how you navigate the process, he explains. Interestingly, YC's considerable influence apparently has ripple effects. The startup world is changing. In case we haven't mentioned up to this point, some of Africa's most successful startup stories have come from Y Combinator alumni. Paystack was acquired by Stripe, another YC alumnus, in 2020, and the Flutter Wave is possibly Africa's most valuable private company. With such crown jewels, it shouldn't surprise you to see a significant influence on other startup founders, VCs, and accelerators. Adesoji Solank, Director, Frontier-SSA Banks and Fintech Equity Research, Renaissance Capital, reminds us that the YC process has, directly and indirectly, influenced the documentation and incorporation processes for African startups. 
Increasingly, you will find that many of the African companies have US registered vehicles, which today is a broad expectation if you're looking to raise international venture funding, he adds. For context, before YC agrees to invest in your startup, you'd have to incorporate in Delaware, and they'd help you set things up. It's no coincidence that many African startups that have raised significant funding are incorporated outside the continent. Fun fact, barring Interswitch, all of Africa's unicorns, Flutterwave, Chipper Cash, Andila, Opai, are incorporated outside the continent, the same applies to the publicly traded Jumia. Malfor Africa, now defunct, whose launch predates YC's Africa activities, was incorporated in the UK, so we can't exactly say YC encouraged a strange practice. However, the accelerator seems to have made it more popular. Not that anything is wrong with being US incorporated in itself, but it's important to note that this also brings the added need to have financial, legal, and other service counterparts in the US given the requirements that come with being US incorporated, Solank adds. He, however, reckons that this practice could come with unforeseen challenges, like Mercury's recent decision to freeze the accounts of several African startups with arguably weak justifications. Soul Inc. reveals how YC also influences the African VC industry, especially in setting the expectations for the documentation they will need to assess investment opportunities. It is also not uncommon to see some funds use the YC process as an initial screening layer for what goes into the funnel that they assess for potential investment opportunities or encourage their early-stage companies to join prominent accelerator programs like YC, he concludes. You can see the ripple effects in startup valuations and those industries that receive the most funding. These trends are not solely due to YC. Incubators like CCHUB, Talent development companies like Andila and technology-focused media have shaped the continent's startup landscape in diverse ways. Like most things, change can be permanent. So we need to ask, how are startups evolving? And what are their drivers? That's all for today, we hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you have questions or have any suggestions, please feel free to write us at mk at explode.africa and please don't forget to follow us on our social media channels. Meet you in the next podcast. Keep hustling.